Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Though it may be known as America's pastime, baseball has spread across the world. Though the MLB is trying to come back, there is still some money to be made overseas, and Greg Peterson is going worldwide to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. From the return of baseball in the States to daily KBO picks, all the bases covered on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. So here is the international king of swing. Warm alone. Welcome to the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. We've got a great podcast for you today as we're going to be joined by a lifelong LG Twins fan, Anna Click. She's out there in the state of Texas. She does a lot of actual video game streaming for the MLB. She's been keeping up with a little bit of everything when it comes to KBO as well. So we're going to have a wide-ranging conversation with her, what all needs to happen for the MLB to come back with her being in the state of Texas, how it might be possible that we still get the three-tiered plan between Florida, Texas, and Arizona being the main three spots in which baseball is played, what's all going on with that, and so much more. So, going to have a lot of fun with it in the second segment and in the final segment. As per usual, going to give you a side to total on every game on today's KBO betting border. Actually, I should say, Wednesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Eastern, 2.30 a.m. Pacific's KBO betting board, as we touch them all, it is still weird for me to say that. First things first, though, something that is not weird. Always love being able to answer your Twitter questions. At GUnit underscore 81 is where you're able to fire them in. If you send these via DM, well, letters DM to me mean does not matter, but if you send these into the timeline, more than happy to give you guys an answer. And I know that there was a mutual question between a lot of different people. I know that a lot of you guys were asking me, if there is any place that offers, will there be a run scored or not prop when it comes to the KBO? And I can tell you firmly, yes, I'm doing this podcast 
right around 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific. I do some editing, which is why it typically goes up more around 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Make sure it sounds all pretty, the upload and everything like that. But with that said, I can tell you right now that Circa does yes, no when it comes to will there be a run in the first inning. And I'll actually just give you the prices right now that I'm seeing in the Nissan Bears versus NC Dinos game. The yes for that is minus 115. The no is minus 105. And while Eagles versus KT Wiz, yes is minus 150. No is plus 130. Giants versus Kia Tigers, yes is minus 115. No is minus 105. Twins versus Lions, yes is minus 115. No is minus 105. And Wyverns versus Heroes, yes is minus 155. No is plus 135. So you have all those available to you. I don't know if there are other books that offer them. I've got to think that there might be a couple more. I know that Five Dimes has been offering first fives and team totals when it comes to the KBO as well. So you're able to find some advanced offerings when it comes to that. But as far as yes, no, will there be a run in the first setting? Circa has really been the book that I've seen do the most with that. So hopefully that answers your questions. If you ever have any additional questions, fire those into the timeline at GNRSQuarty1. If you send them into the timeline, more than happy to give you an answer. DM to me means does not matter, but what does matter to me, always being able to take a look back and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. So let's look at what we saw from the KBO Tuesday morning as it was a slugfest. Try to get to know these teams a little bit better and just see how hot these overs are. Games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Since Saturday morning, overs in the KBO are now 8-2. and two. It is absolutely ridiculous what we've been seeing with these games as a... Team scored nine plus runs in four out of the five KBO games on Tuesday morning. And our good friends, the KT Wiz, aka the Smiling Bobs, they certainly were able to put up a whole bunch of runs. They had 13 runs by the time the end of the fifth inning concluded, and Hanwha very nearly pulled off the comeback with a nine spot in the seventh inning. But the Hanwha Eagles who had played one game in which a total went north of nine between both teams, winds up losing to the Smiling Blobs 13-11. to I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. And this is with Jared Hoying, the American-born position player for Anwa out of the fold. Lee Sung-yeol was really the guy that was able to get things going for Hanwha. He wound up hitting a home run in this one. You also had Lee Ha-Cheng go deep. He was actually a pinch hitter in this one. He had a buck 25 last year, ironically enough, for the Smiling Blobs in a little bit of a platoon role, but he was able to go deep in this one. And then for our good friends of Smiling Blobs, how about Kang Bek-ho becoming one of the better players that we're seeing in the KBO? Hitting a 367 this year. Guy is only 20 years old. He is tied for the league lead with five home runs. He had one yesterday. Kim Ming-hook wound up going deep as well. He had three RBI in this one. And what we saw was just a comedy of issues for Hanwha when it came to the pitching. Im Jun Siop, he now has an ERA of a 14-29 as he just got completely plastered. He went three innings. He gave up six runs, all of which were earned. And that was after starter Zheng Shi Huan who was doing a very good job prior to the start. He had an ERA hovering right around like a 3-5. He winds up just getting lit up like a Christmas tree. Three innings pitch, gives up seven runs, all of which were earned. William Huevas, the starter for the Smiling Blobs, he had not necessarily a great start, but it wasn't terrible. Six and a third innings, he gives up four runs, all of which were earned. And then the bullpen from there for the Smiling Blobs, which has been less than stellar this year, Two and two-thirds innings, they give up seven runs, all of which were earned. Yep, bullpen pitching is an issue. We're going to be talking to Ann about that in the second segment. And her favorite team, the LG Twins, they wind up knocking off the Samsung Lions by a count of 10-6. to six. And speaking of big starts, the LG Twins, 
Seven runs in the first two innings of this game. David Buchanan wound up giving up all 10 of the Samsung runs as the Lions actually got four innings of relief on the bullpen, giving up a great total of two hits and no earned runs. That's the exact opposite of what we've been seeing in the KBO. And Lim Chenggu wound up going six innings, giving up four runs for the LG Twins bullpen from there. They wind up going a combined three innings and giving up two runs. And for LG, the big takeaway, Roberto Ramos. He is tied for the league lead with five home runs so far this year. He winds up going two of three. He's hitting 400 so far this year. And you take a look at OG Juan. He wound up going deep in this one. And this is how you know things are going just completely haywire. This is the guy that's hitting a buck 32 for the year. He winds up hitting a home run in this one. And then for Samsung, they wound up getting a pair of home runs in this one. Kuja Wook, he winds up getting a home run in this one. That is his first of the campaign. You gotta think that at some point he was gonna get going and he was able to do so. Tyler Saladino was off the injured list in this one. He had as many hits as Greg Peterson, but how about Kang Min Ho? He winds up going deep and this is someone that is certainly up there in years at age 34, but he was able to supply the boom on this day. He's still hitting just a buck 61, but Samsung was able to get in some good reps late in this game. The Kia Tigers, they were also able to get in some good reps. Seems like the Lote Giants are starting to fall back to the pack as they wind up losing in this one by a count of 9-2. And for Lote, this is a team that has now lost four out of their last five games. This after they wound up starting just absolutely blistering with a 6-1 start. For Lote, they were able to get a couple of hits off the bat of Hondong Hee, but past that, offense was really unable to get going. And for Kia, how about Preston Tucker being able to get another two hits? This is someone that he is tied for the league league with five home runs, hitting a 449. He has been nothing short of magnificent, but the guy that went deep in this one, not G. Juan. He winds up being able to supply a home run in this one. That is his third of the campaign. And he wound up having six home runs the entire 2019 season now. He was limited to only 56 games, but still, massive takeaway there. And how you know that these balls might be a little bit less than normal. How about Hong Seong Tae? He winds up getting a home run in this one. His seventh career home run, and this is his sixth KBO season. And it's just absolutely insane. But for Kia, what you had to like for this team, Lee Min Woo, he wound up having a good start in this one. Six innings, gives up two runs. He has been pretty solid for this team so far this year. He's got an ERA of a 486. That's actually down from his career ERA of a 681. Last two starts have been a little bit better as he's got back-to-back wins. Meanwhile, So John Wan, he now has an ERA of a 720, 19-year-old kid that has some good stuff but at the same time he's having a little bit of a tough time putting it together gave up three bombs in this one so certainly was not the best of showings there certainly was not the best of showings for the SK Wyverns as Ricardo Pinto wound up getting lit up by the heroes 11 to 6 heroes were able to get the win in this one and for the heroes they've sent Taylor Motter down to the minor leagues but what they do have Park Dong Wan, he wound up going yard in this one. This is a gentleman that seems to be really getting it going. Now his third home run of the year. He had a combined 16 home runs his previous two years in the KBO. He has been able to heat up. And then when you take a look at Ki Woom, this is a team that was able to get only two and two-thirds innings from their starting pitcher in Choi Wan Tae. But bullpen from there was very, very good. They wind up going a combined... Six and a third innings, giving up just one run. They were doing a good job of being able to get some punch outs as well. As a team, they were able to get nine strikeouts in this game, so that was big for Ki Woom. And Mr. Ricardo Pinto, he has given up a combined 18 runs in his last two starts. And I will say this, eight of them have been unearned. I mean, it's just, 
absolutely terrible if there is one. Saving grace for the Wyverns, it is the fact that they wound up getting three and two-thirds innings out of the bullpen, and they only gave up three runs. And for the Wyverns, they were also able to get a home run out of their leadoff hitter in Kim Kang-Min. Has never really been much of a power hitter his first of the campaign, but they are going to need a whole lot more of this to be able to get going as they are now 1-11, and and we do have one team that's the exact opposite at 11-1. That'd be the NC Dinos. They knock off the Doosan Bears and the lone under that we saw in the KBO on Tuesday by kind of five to four. And for the Doosan Bears, this was just a case of they blew the game. I mean, they had a combined 10 hits, nine walks. They left the bases loaded three times. They left two men on base twice, and they just could not cash in. The starting pitcher for the NC Dinos, that would be Mr. Michael Wright. He wound up being able to go five innings in this one, won 115 pitches, gave up five walks, but he did not give up a single earned run. Bullpen from there, they wind up giving up a combined four earned runs, but they were able to do a good job of evading danger. And you got to give this to the Doosan Bears. The bullpen was pretty good in this one. They wind up going and combined five innings to give up one run, but Lee Young-Ha, he got in some trouble in the first inning. He wound up giving up four runs over the course of four innings. And how about Mr. Aaron Alterable going one of six for the NC Dinos. He's hitting 200. He's like the only guy on the NC Dinos that has not been able to get the job done. And Jose Miguel Fernandez got to feel like a little bit of regression is setting him from. He went 1 of 5, but it's still hitting 453 for the year. So that's what we all noticed from the KBO on Tuesday. Now, coming up next, we get a little bit of an LG Twins perspective. We're going to be talking to Anna Click about what she's noticed with watching the KBO these first few weeks just how bad some of these bullpens have been, and what she thinks about the possible restart for the MLB season and so much more. That is on the other side, right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Craig Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. Back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Craig Peterson. Great to have on our next guest. We've had so many people on this podcast that they've jumped on the NC Dinos bandwagon. I personally have found my team because the KT Wiz, their mascot looks like a smiling blob. So on this podcast, we call them the smiling blobs. But now we go out and we talk to an LG Twins fan. You can follow her on Twitter at AnnaClick22, as we do have Anna Click joining me right here on the podcast. And Anna, it is great to have you on. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Great to have you on. And first things first, how did you wind up becoming a fan of the LG Twins? Because like I just mentioned, you've got a lot of people. They're picking a variety of different teams. I feel like a lot of people jumped on the Dinos because, for one, Soul Daddy has a great mascot. And two, they were on a lot of those early ESPN broadcasts of the KBO. But I know you found the LG Twins, and they're on a good run. Yeah, so I did, like, some quick little article reading, and they compared the LG Twins to, like, pre-2004 Red Sox. So as a Red Sox fan, I was like, I have to go with them. Their fans are really faithful, but they're super critical about everything they do. So it's like, yeah, okay, that sounds like something I would do. So <laughs> I love it. And they've been having a pretty good year. Like I mentioned, this is an LG Twins team that got off to a little bit of a rough start to begin the year. But ever since then, they've really been holding down the fort. And what do you think has been one of the biggest keys for the LG Twins? Because I think that they're in a good spot tonight with Tyler Wilson going on the mound. He got roughed up in his first time out. But against the SK Wyverns in his last start, he looked very good. And 
what I think is going under the radar for the LG Twins is the fact that Kim on Sue wound up playing in the MLB for the Baltimore Orioles and also the Philadelphia Phillies during like the 2015-2016 seasons. And he's been doing a great job of ripping the cover off the wall. My favorite player is probably Ramos. I think he's been really fun to watch. We say a lot like the party doesn't get started with the LG Twins until they're down like five or six runs. And that seems to be the case that they really like coming for a comeback. They like being clutch. So it's exciting. And what we noticed with Roberto Ramos so far, five home runs. I believe that that's tied for the lead in the KBO. He's in 400. It's amazing. And you mentioned the comeback with the LG Twins. I remember that game against the Dinos. I think that ironically enough, it was Wilson that was on the mound for that one. Might have been the next game, but I remember they got down big. They were down six to nothing at the end of the first inning. And then, they were able to make that comeback, and I think we'd both agree. We both have watched a lot of Major League Baseball. We've seen a bunch of bad bullpens, but I would say the KBO is like next level <laughs> bad when it comes to these bullpens because yeah, pretty, right now, <laughs> yeah, right now the team with the best bullpen ERA going into Wednesday morning's games is the Samsung Lions, and I do think that you're right. The games really don't get started until a team is down like three, four, in some cases, five-plus runs. And I actually do think that that is a good asset for the LG Twins as well. They might not have the world's greatest bullpen, but it certainly is above average compared to what we're seeing with some of these teams, especially the KT Wiz, my beloved smiling blobs. (laughs) The only team that I think is just like well around in every single area is going to be the Dinos, unfortunately. I think that's our like deemed rival at this point. They just seem to have everything going pretty well for them. I haven't really looked into their bullpen specifically, but I think all around, just any category, they're killing it right now. They're just stacked. Everyone is good on them except for the man that we call on this podcast, Aaron Alterrible. Aaron Alter, who's hitting a 200. We all remember him from his days with the Philadelphia Phillies. And I do think it is so interesting that we get to see some of these guys that used to be in the MLB, like Aaron Alterrible. Taylor Motter got sent down to the minors with the Kiwoob Heroes. I'm someone that I used to cover the Seattle Mariners when he was on the team in 2016. I saw this coming as the guy hit below 200 at double A last year. I think we're really seeing some of the teams that they brought in these good American players like Roberto Ramos for the LG Twins. He's someone that with the Colorado Rockies organization, I felt like should have gotten a little bit more of a shot. He was sitting right around 300, very good power. For some reason, he winds up signing in the KBO. And as a result, we're seeing the LG Twins go on this good run right now. The Dinos have done a good job, not with Mr. Alterrible, but rather the two American born <laughs> pitchers that they brought in. And I really think that that's what's right now making it boom or bust for a lot of these teams. Right. I mean, the LG Twins, they have Casey Kelly and Tyler Wilson. I just haven't seen a lot from them. So that's kind of disappointing. Hey, we do have a guy in the KBO that's pitching tonight and Drew Gagione that we remember from the New York Mets as well. This is just a signing that I thought had disaster written all over it. He enters with a six ten <laughs> ERA. And I actually do think that it is going to be one of these things in which we really see the guys that might be able to get themselves back in the MLB action. Dan Straley is going to be going for the Lote Giants. I'm sure that being a Boston Red Sox fan, you remember good old Dan Straley with his whole year with the Baltimore Orioles. And he's actually been decent. I mean, he's got a 2-1-2 ERA. He somehow got 11 strikeouts in a start against the SK Wyverns. Speaks to how bad they are. (laughs) No, not at all. The Wyverns right now have one more win than myself and you. But with that said, we are seeing these teams that they've done a good job of being able to sign these American-born players. I do think that that's going to be a big difference maker moving forward. Right, right. Well, they can only have three foreign players, correct? Only two pitchers and one position player? Correct. So 
And then I did read that they de-juiced the balls in 2019. So that helped a lot with the pitching numbers, uh, like just leveling, leveling alley pitching versus slugging. Because I think like average for like the league, ERA was like in the fives. Just everybody was just up there. And now it's down to like the fours. Not great, but better. I don't know if they're going to keep that. They're still getting really high scoring games. They're fun to watch magnificent bat flips. And what I think is interesting is we heard this on ESPN during the Tuesday morning broadcast. The home run rate last year in the KBO was 1.4. year before that was 2.4. This year going into Tuesday, it was somewhere in the middle, right around 2, 2.1. So maybe a sort of split the difference sort of situation. But I know that some of the folks that were doing the broadcast, they were saying that velocity was down a little bit this year. Maybe there's a little bit less adrenaline due to fans. But I actually think that this is not totally unexpected because what we see in Major League Baseball typically, and we saw it, I feel like, really in form with Zach Greinke during the 2019 season. Velocity for just all these starting pitchers at the beginning of the year, it typically is a little bit down, but typically paired with that, you have a little bit more crisp weather. With starting the season in the middle of May, you don't necessarily have those cold temperatures. Whenever you're playing at, like, say, a Fenway Park, I'm a Milwaukee Brewers fan, the state of Wisconsin. It's not necessarily warm in April. As a matter of fact, you typically get snow in the month of April at some point in Wisconsin during April. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. The fact that the velocity for these starting pitchers might be down a little bit more, but paired with that, you've got a little bit of a warmer start to the year than normal as well. Okay, that's interesting. I'm from Texas, so it's like 99 degrees all the time. So (laughs) it's it's like terrible to sit through games. Like Globe Life Park was miserable. So glad they got a roof on that bad boy. But yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I am right there with you. And I'm someone that actually spent a summer out in Houston, Texas. So I know just how brutal that could be. As we know, Anna Click joining me right here on the podcast. And it is interesting that you bring up Texas because we have been hearing about the MLB trying to come back. We've got like the 100 million billion page dissertation of all the things that MLB players cannot do in the name of cleanliness right. and everything <laughs> like that. And we've been hearing about all these different plans as to whether or not teams are going to be back in their home ballpark. We had that three-tier plan in which games would be played in Arizona, Texas, and Florida. We had the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League, everything like that. Obviously, you and I both don't have the answers. This is way above our pay grade. But ultimately, if baseball comes back, which of those plans do you think is most feasible? Because I think that's the three-tier plan that was brought up a few weeks ago with having all the teams play in Arizona, Texas, and Florida. I think it still is plausible, even though these teams are trying to play in their home ballparks. I mean, I can see it. Like, I remember the practice camp, like, facility situation. I don't think it's terrible other than, like, pulling players away from their families and then quarantining and all that. But then there's that whole issue with like taking 50% of their pay and then the 33%. I don't know. I didn't read all of it, but I don't know if it's going to be that difficult. I almost would just rather wait. It's just going to be one of these things in which we're not going to have an ideal season regardless. We probably are going to get a universal designated hitter if there is an MLB season. And you got to think that there's going to be a whole lot more negotiations. You don't throw out there your best offer on offer number one. Everyone that's ever right, hit on right. something on eBay knows all about that. But <laughs> it is going to be so interesting to see what happens. And I know that you mentioned that you're a Boston Red Sox fan. If there does wind up being a 2020 season, I actually think that the Red Sox might have a chance to do a little bit better than people think because what I think what lost on a lot of people during the end of the 2019 season is that because the Boston Red Sox were so banged up with the starting pitching, Rick Porcello was just 
absolutely awful throughout the entire <laughs> year. Really, the only reliable starter there was was Eduardo oh. Rodriguez. Yeah. I mean, he was really the only guy that you could trot out there that was like, okay, this guy is going to give us a sustainable performance. And as a result, we saw the Red Sox going with a bunch of stars that would go three or four innings, and they were actually competitive in a lot of these games. And I feel like that might be translatable because what I feel like is happening right now with baseball is that the players are going to be out of shape the most at the beginning of the year, much like we're seeing with the KBL. It's these starting pitchers that they really don't have a lot of elements at their disposal. It's hard to really get geared up, and you don't have many ways to be able to simulate a live game if you're a starting pitcher and trying to go like 90-plus pitches is going to be a challenge. Right, right. That makes sense. I just feel like this is going to be a rough year for the Red Sox as they come back. I think they'll do slightly better than we like think they'll be doing. I think everyone's kind of bummed out about the trades on the offseason, which were kind of painful. But I think Verdugo might be pretty good in the outfield batting-wise. So I think it's not a terrible pick. Kevin Pillar might be okay defensively. Things are looking up. You know, Crystal had Tommy John surgery. So I don't think he'll be back soon. But no. hopefully... With Ivaldi, you know, maybe he's doing better. Erod is going to be in there. We have Matt Barnes. Fortunately, I give him a lot, but, you know, he's a lot better than I give him credit for. So, <laughs> Oh, yes. And I think that so many people forget just how bad Chris Hill was last year, too. So not having him for the it entire year, it looks, oh, yeah. I mean, it looks terrible on paper, but at the same time, the Red Sox didn't win any of his starts. So it's not as much of a subtraction as I feel like a lot of people are making of it. But Anna, what would be a subtraction is if people could not find you on Twitter. I know that you're doing some great posting. People can follow you at AnnaClick22. Just give the good people at home a little bit of an elevator pitch of what you're about and what you're all doing, because I know that you're doing a variety of different things, keeping up with the KBO every day, playing some fun video games and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm just live tweeting the games. Not all of them. Some of them are like at five o'clock in the morning and I like to sleep. But yeah, I'm playing the shows. Sometimes I post some of those screen caps. That's been pretty fun. We're talking about doing like custom leagues and trying to stream those. So that would be really cool if people wanted to get in on that. I think that would be like really fun to do. Other than that, just tweeting about baseball news and making some jokes about the Astros cheating. So whatever. Ah, uh, yes. It's a very easy target, and I must say this. Kudos to you for getting an LG Twins hat for your dog. That is impressive. It's Photoshop. Darn it. I thought it was a legitimate <laughs> photo. Hey, I, I know they talked about on ESPN about maybe getting, I think it was Samsung Lions, unfortunately, but maybe getting some of their gear over. So maybe in the future we could get actual like gear over from over there. I think that'd be cool to get some international gear from the KBO. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, I'd be all on board. <laughs> yes. Someone give me a KT Wiz, a.k.a. KT Smiling Bob shirt. I will proudly wear it. They have the best jerseys, for sure. Like, they're pretty solid. Yes, they do. I just need a picture of, like, Big Hero 6 on a shirt, and I could say, oh, I'm a KT Wiz fan. So, at the very <laughs> least, I've got myself covered there. Great to get Anna on the podcast today. So, big thanks to Anna Click for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast. Coming up next... It is that time in which I give you a side in total on every game on the KBO board, giving you some picks as we touch them all. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. 
and we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Big thanks to Anna Click for joining me in the last segment, as it is now that time of the podcast, which I give you a sight and total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Note that any changes are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRSQuarty1. As per usual, I always say this, this is a little bit different than betting on Major League Baseball just because with the KBO, typically you are betting on the team and the team only unless if you're using Pinnacle, you are unable to go pitcher dependent. So if, say, Dan Straley of the Lote Giants gets scratched, well, you are still stuck with the Giants. So I do want to make that disclaimer. And as always, we're going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order. And this begins with 304-601, 304-602. The Doosan Bears are going to be playing us the NC Dinos. We are seeing a little bit of a range of prices here. The Doosan Bears open up in the realm of even to minus 110. They have since been bet up. They are now anywhere between minus 120 and minus 140. That makes the Dinos anywhere between even money and plus 120. And your total on this game is 9. The over is just anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. The under is anywhere between minus 105 and even. And this is a spot in which I've got to be taking a look at the Doosan Bears because with the Bears, they are going to be having the man with the biggest guns out there in the KBO, at least when it comes to the name, and that would be one Chris Flexen. And for the NC Dinos, it is going to be Ku Cheng Mo that is going to be going for them. And Mr. Cheng Mo has been absolutely superb this year. He is 2-0. He has made two starts. He has won a combined 14 innings, not allowed a single run, 18 strikeouts. He is a young 23-year-old. You got to think that there's going to be a little bit of regression. Last year, he was 10-7 out there in the KBO, so he certainly did a great job there, but I think the strikeouts are something that might be here to say because he had over nine strikeouts per nine innings last season. That is actually very, very hard to do in the KBO, but he also allowed the deep ball a little bit. Right around a home run per nine innings, that was with the ball completely dejuiced. He was also giving up more around three and a half walks per nine innings, so I do think that that's going to be in a little bit of a rise, and we know the Sedusan Bears, they are leading the KBO when it comes to scoring on a per-game average, and this is a team that prior to their game yesterday against the NC Dinos, they had played an over slash push on the total in each out of their last seven games. And for Dusan, you still have Jose Miguel Fernandez. He is hitting right around a 450. He has been absolutely terrific. And then you got to think that Kim Jae Juan, along with OJ Il, are going to be able to get things going as well when it comes to the power. With Jay Il, he is hitting a 400. He's won deep three times so far this year. Had 21 home runs last year. And with Jay Juan, this is someone that has won deep four times so far this year. Two years ago, he had 44 home runs in the KBO. He had a three-year stretch in which he had 35-plus home runs in three straight seasons, so this is someone that's able to get it done. And then when you take a look at Doosan, among all the teams in the KBO, they are probably the best when it comes to one through nine, just all having consistent hitters. Meanwhile, with the NC Dinos, really your worst hitter right now is Aaron Altair, a.k.a. Aaron Alterable, who's hitting a 200. Even take a look at the nine-hitter, Quan He Dong. He's hitting a 345 so far this year. He's already went deep once. That is just rock solid for this team. Park Min Woo does a great job of getting on base. He's hitting well above a 400. Even their catcher, Young E. Ju, he was dealing with an injury a little bit towards the beginning of last week, but he is back in the fold. He is back to hitting right around a 300. Last two years has hit at least a 350. You got to think that he's going to continue to get the job done. And then Na Sung Bum. This guy is far from a bum, unlike his last name. Four home runs so far this year. I had four off last year, but that was due to the fact that he only played in 23 games. Season before, wound up going deep 23 times. Looks like he's back to his old self. I do think that both these teams are going to be able to put some runs up on the board. 
forth. I think that the Dinos are not necessarily going to get the longest of starts. I think that regression sets in for our good buddy Chang Mo. I think that Flexen is probably going to be looking like what he did in the first couple games. In his first two starts in the KBO, combined 375 ERA, went six innings in both of those games against the LG Twins and the Lotte Giants. Combined five earned runs. I think that we expect more of the same, and he's been doing a good job of command as well. Just two walks in those first two starts. So for that reason, we are going to be taking the Nissan Bears, and we are going to be taking this total over as well. We move on to 304-603-304-604. You've got yourself the Anwa Eagles in the road to face off against the KT Wiz, or as we call them on this podcast, the KT Smiling Blobs. These Smiling Blobs are finding themselves as quite a bit of a favor right now. You're seeing them right in the realm of between a minus 155 and a minus 165 with the Anwa Eagles that's anywhere between plus 135 and plus 145 and you're seeing a very ridiculous over under when it comes to offshore. You've got a total on this game of 9.5 offshore with the over at minus 145 and the under at plus 125. Meanwhile if you're looking more at Vegas, over and under is at 10. The over is just anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. The under is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 105. I wound up going with the under myself. I wish I would have been able to find that plus 125 before I fired it in but I wound up taking the 10 instead as it looks like for the KT Wiz, aka our good friends, the Smiling Blobs, they are going to be trotting out their Bang Chase. So as the starter and Jang Min Jae is going to be going for the Anwa Eagles. And when you take a look at the Eagles, they wound up putting up 11 runs on the board against the KT Wiz, aka Smiling Blobs yesterday. But the nine runs that they scored in the seventh inning of that game is just absolutely ridiculous. They had not scored nine runs in a game all year long prior to that. And the combined runs that they had scored along with their opponents prior to that game had been nine or fewer in all but one of their games. So I do think that regression is going to set in with the Smiling Blobs. They actually didn't have to use as much of their bullpen as you'd probably think. They wound up just going two and two-thirds innings out of the bullpen with the Smiling Blobs. Matt Rojas has been able to do a very good job with this team. He's hitting a 420. He's only got two home runs. So last year, he hit 24. Year before that, he hit 43. So you got to think that the power is going to be coming back. But Simu Jung, along with Kim Main Hook, have been doing a great job at the top lineup. Both these guys have had two-plus hits in three of the team's last four games. They seem to be really getting going, and Joe Hong Ho, he has been able to do terrific as well. He's hitting a 579 so far this year. He has never hit a home run in the KBO, but he just does a solid job of being able to find a way on base, so that's got to be very encouraging for this team. And then when you take a look at Anwa, this is a team that's right now dealing with not having Jared Hoying out there in the fold, so as a result, you've been having to rely on some less than reliable outfielders, though I will say this, Jung Jin Ho, who hit just a 208 last year, sitting at 277 for the team. He's been able to have a little bit of a come up, but this is a Hanwha team that they are dead last in the KBO when it comes to home runs. When it gets to the bottom of the lineup, you just really don't have a whole lot of reliable options. Someone like a Nosi Juan, he's hitting a 125 so far this year. He is out there in the 8th spot. Jang Jin Huk, he is hitting a buck 67 in the ninth spot. I do think that the Smiling Bobs are going to be able to get a very good start in this one out of their man, Bang Jae Song, who has been a little bit up and down throughout his career, but how about a 135 ERA in two starts so far this year. He's been doing a great job of command, and he's done it in a variety of different ways. First start, he had one strikeout. Last start, he had seven. He's got just two walks on the year. Meanwhile, Jing Min Jae, 
He has been able to do a solid job, a 3-0 ERA so far this year. He has been doing a nice job of just being able to cut down on the walks as well. Just two walks. I think that this is a lower scoring game. I think that the Smiling Blobs get the job done. So we're laying it here with the Smiling Blobs, and we're going to be taking this total under as well. 304-605, 304-606. You've got the Lote Giants at the road face off against the Kia Tigers. The Kia Tigers are fighting themselves as an underdog right now. You're seeing them at most books right around plus 110. You are going to find a little bit of variance as I know that there is a couple books out there that have a plus 115 that makes Lote anywhere between minus 130 and minus 135. And the total that you're finding on this game, it is 9. The over is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 120. The under is anywhere between minus 110 and even. And this is the spot in which I've got to be riding with the Lote Giants as they've got action. Dan Straley hitting the mound. And then when you take a look at the flip side for the Kia Tigers, they are going to be sending out their Drew Gagnon. And Mr. Gagnon has been gagging on the fact that he is not very good. 6N ERA so far this year. We all remember his sign with the New York Mets. Career ERA north of 8. This guy is not good and that's putting it very politely and he's not necessarily going to give you the best length in the world as well. He spent his time in the major leagues as a reliever. He actually did give a lot of starts to the Mets organization back when he was in the minors but he was never really a length guy either. I will give him this. 14 strikeouts so far this year is very good but what is big kryptonite is is the fact that he gives up a lot of hard contact. Alright, 6 extra base hits. Give it up so far this year. And then when you take a look at Dan Straley. He's made three starts and he's been very solid. He has went a combined 17 innings in those three starts, a 2-1-2 ERA, and he actually had a 10 strikeout game against the SK Wyverns earlier in the year, so I do like what he's doing there. With the Lote Giants, they have been using their bullpen quite a bit, so I think that Straley is going to be able to give this team seven plus innings with Kia. You do have a team that is starting to get a little bit better when it comes to the bats. Preston Tucker has been able to get five home runs for this team. He's hitting above a 400, so that has really been the big thing for this team. And with Lote, the offense has been a little bit hit or miss, but Dale Lee has been able to get off to a solid start so far this year, despite the fact that he's 37 years old, hitting a 356. Power's not really been there. Only one home run, but you gotta love what Dixon Machado's been able to provide for this team. He has already went deep four times so far this year. I will say, he has been regressing quite a bit recently. He's got a grand total of two hits over the team's last five games after getting off to just a blustering start, but I think that this could be a good spot against a guy in Gagione that, let's face it, he gives up a lot of hard contact, and both these guys, Machado and Gagione, I have to think that they face off against each other quite a bit because you had Gagione with the Mets organization and Dixon Machado last year spent the season with AAA Iowa, so you got that parallel, and then you got Min Byung Hung, who at the top of the lineup for the Lotte Giants is hitting a little bit above a 300. He's got two home runs. You gotta love the versatility that he's able to give at the top of the lineup, and then for Kia, you gotta love what Jano Park has been able to do. One of the best clubs that you're gonna find in the KBO. He's hitting a 275. He's not a home run hitter, but he just does a good job of getting on base and has some wheels. 39 stolen bases last year. I do think that we are going to see Dan Straley probably go like six innings, give up two or three runs. I think that the Lotte bullpen is going to give up quite a bit, but I think that the Kia Tigers is going to have a bad showing because I think that Kayon is once again going to continue that ERA that's hovering right around six. The bullpen has not been great for them, so I see a lot of runs in this game. We're going to be taking it over, and we're going to be laying it here with the Lotte Giants. We move on to 304 607 
LG Twins are going to be hitting the road to face off against the Samsung Lions. The Samsung Lions are finding themselves an underdog in this one, and that is anywhere between plus 140 and plus 155. Meanwhile, with the LG Twins laying anywhere between minus 160 and minus 175, and your total on this game, it is 9. The over and under are going to be varying as you're going to see it on the over as low as minus 110, as high as minus 130, and the under is as low as minus 110 and as high as plus 110. So you certainly have a wide range when it comes to the juice there. And I do think that this is a good spot for LG to be able to get a win. We were talking with Anna about this team in quite a bit of depth. As for LG in this one, it is going to be Tyler Wilson taking the mound. Meanwhile, you've got Choi Jae Hong, who is going to be going for the Samsung Lions, who surprisingly have the best bullpen out there in the KBO. But I will say that Samsung has also had to eat pretty much the most innings of any bullpen out there in the KBO as well. And with Jay Hung, he has been able to do a solid job so far this year. He's had two starts, a combined 11 innings, and he has not given up a home run, which is solid. In his first start, he gave up five walks. His second start, he gave up two. But with that said, he has been a guy that has given up hard contact throughout his career. Last year, he wound up giving up right around .9 home runs per nine innings, but it's more the extra bases that he gives up that is a little bit of concern, and his whip as a result was a 153. Meanwhile, you take a look at Wilson. He just got completely lit up in his first start against the NC Dinos for and a third innings, giving up seven runs, all of which were earned. His second start looked much more in control against the SK Wyvern. Six innings pitch, he gave up two runs. You gotta think that that 14-day quarantine period that he went through, as did many of the American-born pitchers, had to take a toll on him, so I think that he's really rounding into form, and when you take a look at LG, we were mentioning it with all the guys that they have in their lineup, Roberto Ramos is tied for the league lead in home runs, he's hitting a 400, Kim Ong Tzu is hitting right around a 400 as well, and then Jae Ong Sun, who you may know as the guy that wears the glasses, he's got the mustache, he's been very solid this year, he's hitting just below a 300, he's a solid fielder as well, so God love what he's able to do, and then what we're also noticing with the LG Twins is at the bottom of the lineup, has been able to produce as well especially Lee Sung Woo. He is hitting a 400 so far this year. Last year, hit a buck 56. Now, I will say that that was in just 64 plate appearances, but he's been getting a couple more opportunities so far this year. He's been able to take them and run with them. And then when you take a look at the other side for what you're going to be able to get out of Samsung, you just don't know because Tyler Saladino, he came off the injured list yesterday. He's hitting a buck 48 for the year. I can tell you as a Milwaukee Brewers fan, this guy is no bueno. And then you've got a bunch of guys at the top of the lineup that have been... I would say overperforming a little bit. Kim Dong Yup, he's hitting a 296 for the year, hit a 215 last year. Kim Sang Soo, he's hitting a 351, he hit a 271 last year, but they don't necessarily have a lot of power. Kuja Wook had a home run yesterday that was big. He had a combined 35 in his previous two years, but this once again is a guy that he's not necessarily consistent with it. He'll go off and he'll have a good stretch in one game, and then the next couple games, you just don't know what's going to happen there. I think that Samsung has been using its bullpen a lot, and it's going to take its toll, but I think that LG going to be able to get a very good start out of Wilson, and I think that they get the job done by something a little bit more feasible, like a 5-2, 6-2 style game. So we're going to be taking this total under, and we're going to be laying it here with the Twins, and we wrap things up with the Wyverns and the Heroes. This is game number 304-619, 304-620. The visiting Wyverns are finding themselves as a pretty sizable underdog in this spot. You're going to be finding them anywhere between plus 145 to plus 155. Meanwhile, if you're looking to lay it with the Kiwoom Heroes, this is anywhere between minus 165 and minus 180. And your total on this game, it is 10.5. The over is just of minus 
minus 105. The under is minus 115. And for the heroes, they are going to be trotting out there one of the Korean native pitchers as it is going to be Lee Sung-ho going for them. Meanwhile, Park Jung-hoon is going to be taking the mound for the SK Wyverns. And I actually think that this is a good spot for the Wyverns. Jung-hoon is actually one of the better guys that you're going to find for SK. He's got a 360 ERA this year, 388 ERA last year, and He's not necessarily the world's greatest innings eater, but he does a nice job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. Sometimes gets a little bit over-anxious with the walks. He gave up over three walks per nine innings last year, but so far this year, just three walks and two starts. He's been able to get the job done there. A little bit more of a pitcher contact guy, but with Ki Woom, what we know is that Taylor Motter has been set to the minors because he's absolutely awful, and we are noticing that byung Park, who led the KBO in home runs last year, he's struggling so far this year. 191 average. He's only went deep twice. He had 33 home runs last year despite the ball being de-juiced. What has really been big for the heroes is the fact that one through three have been able to pick it up including Lee Jung-hoo. This is someone that you got to feel like he's starting to find his power a little bit more. He had just 14 home runs in the KBO in his first three years. He's already got three so far this year. He's hitting a 404. Got to think that that's going to regress a little bit. You do have to like the fact that Ki-Woom one through nine has won the more solid lineups that you're going to find. Maybe not a whole bunch of power but someone like a Kim Hae-sung who's just 21 years old. He's been hitting a 273 so far this year in the 7 hole, He's a guy with five career home runs, but he does a nice job of just being able to find a way on. That's what Ki Woom is really all about, but with SK, you got to think that there's going to be a little bit of an eruption when it comes to the power as well. You've got Han Dong Min, who has really been carrying the mail for the scene. Five home runs so far this year. He's hitting at 341. Jamie Romack, he was second in the KBO when it came to home runs last year with 29. Just one so far this year. I think that that's going to pick up a little bit. I will say that the bottom of the lineup for the SK Wyverns has been very bad. Jung Hun is hitting a buck 67. Kim Chang Pung has been hitting a 235 so far this year, which is sadly a rise from the buck 78 that he hit last year. So there certainly is a little bit of that going on. I do have a feeling that this is going to be a lower scoring game, but I do think that in the end, SK, who had won the better bullpens in the KBO last year, they're going to be able to figure out the key room heroes really had to go into that bullpen deep yesterday. I think that they're going to get an okay, not great, but not awful start from Sing Young Ho, who is a 559 ERA so far this year. He got lit up in his last start against Samsung. Against Hanwha in his first start, he was able to do a much more solid job. He does a solid job of being able to just keep the game out in front of him. He had a little bit of a walks issue last year. He seems to have a little bit of better command this year. And then when you take a look at Park Jung, who I really have a lot of faith in him being able to give the SK Wyverns six strong. So for that reason, we are going to be taking the SK Wyverns with the plus price and the total under. And that will wrap things up for the Baseball Betting Podcast on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon for the Wednesday morning games. A big thanks to Anna Quick for joining me in the last segment. And if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a question for the podcast, write it into my timeline at your 41. Hopefully you're all safe, healthy, and doing well. I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. 